this is Amani and River with the Regeneration Series, and we are super excited. We're actually here in Texas at this beautiful um, wine tasting room, um, one of these places that we've been doing a land visit. We're actually going to walk the land in a, bin- in a minute um, after this broadcast to see what's possible in building with hemp. And we've been talking, River and I, since we met almost a year ago about building out community. And one of the people that he's been talking about all along was uh, Michael Rice and Zana with Z-Mark Design, who are on the other side of the world. Um, what they've been doing with creating beauty and bringing that into the communities, the villages that we're building out. So we're so excited. to I'm so excited to finally meet both of you. I've um, been hearing so much about you and just to welcome you on to our podcast and explore this conversation a little deeper. Wonderful. We're delighted to be with you guys. And I think we have so many zones and areas of interlap and, and, and mutual interests and passion that we're, we're, we're delighted. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us here. So you guys are there in um, Austria, correct? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just to get people... uh, We are now very uh, famous, actually. Everybody is speaking in the world about Austria, actually. So Um, until a couple of years ago, Austria, beautiful mountains, nice place. How are you doing? (laughs) But now it's, oh, oh my God, are you guys okay? <laughs> so, yeah. so we are okay. We have a beautiful environment and uh, everything is uh, exactly as uh, uh, we we wish to be. So it's uh, nothing dramatic yeah, nothing here. Dramatic. All, all is good. So we wish okay. to focus on creativity and, uh, and that desire to be part of the solution, not the problem. Yeah. yeah, and that's definitely what we want to dive into, this creative process. You know, I know both of you and River as designers, one of the things that has become really clear to me is that as we build these structures out and we're building community from the inside out, but as we're doing that, we want to create it so that it's something that really naturally, centropically builds community because it brings yeah. people together. Yeah, I mean, great to see you guys. It's been long overdue that we uh, yeah. get to connect again. Um, I think we connected last year, earlier in the year, maybe. Um, I think so. It was the last time. And, you know, I think just just what we've been doing with community and a lot of people now, as you know, are, are thinking about community, thinking about, like, how can we get out of the present system of things uh, into more um, regenerative you know, a more community-centric kind of living in, in nature. Um, but but what it seems often is that a lot a lot of things get missed in that kind of, you know, prepper type of escape the system mentality. Um, it's like kind of, you know, how much, how we're going, how we're going to sustain ourselves with food, all, all these kind of elements. And what I found was something that's not really been talked about is the beauty of architecture and how, architecture can create so many opportunities for people to come together in organic ways to stimulate people through this idea of beautification of, of our spaces. And um, I just kept you know, saying to Imani, we really need to get Michael and Zana on to talk about this because mm-hmm. you guys have been focusing on this for, for well, you know, long before the pandemic came around. Um, your your background as a as a bio architect. Maybe maybe you can talk just briefly a little bit about your background as well, um, and and what kind of led you to this conclusion, um, that the how relevant that is for sustainable conscious communities and and structures. Um, so I I would love to know more because I think it's very relevant to the work we're doing. And, and just to help unpack that, um, you know, we were at a meeting the other day and um, people were bringing all up different things about, you know, what to have in the community, what's important. And I mentioned, I mentioned beauty. This is like, and everybody just had this aha moment, like, yes. You know, <laughs> and it was almost like they were just, it was something out of left field for them. They just weren't thinking about 
Um, so I would love you guys to, to unpack that a little bit for us to help people to understand how that is really relevant. Mm. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, as, as, as you spoke there, uh, the introductions we can keep to 10 or 15 seconds, you know, but uh, just an image that popped into my mind as you spoke was, you know, there's a thing called a Lagrange point which depending on what your view of cosmology is, but it's effectively the balance point between two gravitational bodies where you're no longer being pulled in one way or another. It's a balance point between them. And depending on the relative gravity of either side, of either polarity, this point will be left or right. Just as an image, it popped into my mind, and I always respect these images when they come because they can be a bridge, metaphoric, symbolically, to some understanding. So... A lot of the people are seeking to escape, and I mean that respectfully, not uh, fearfully, escape the gravity field of what they perceive as, as the current environmental signaling. And there is a point in that, in that push to escape where you meet the Lagrange point, and there's a perfect balance between the past and the future. There's a perfect balance between that which impulsed you away from something and that which is calling you to something new. And we are inviting people to approach that Lagrange point. And you did it when you said in that meeting, what about beauty? That was an end of, because beauty is what is, is, is this Lagrange point. It's a point whereby you're not being pushed or pulled. You're, you're able to feel the totality without judgment. And then you choose the impulse. So the gravity field, by turning your attention onto this beautiful future, you're no longer being pulled back. It's now a pull uh, towards something as opposed to a push away from something. Mm-hmm. So uh, imagery can do that for you, a stimulating perspective, a, a view, an understanding, a shape, a form. Uh, and, and we're wishing for this to be more organic than something like a, an arcane uh, mandala or something that's drenched in cultural associations. Mm-hmm. So we're looking to create something primarily beautiful that goes beyond intellectual description, goes on beyond uh, associative thinking. That's calling to your soul. So relevant for these times, right, Michael? I mean, even more so that we return back to this knowing. And and I, I, yeah, Zen, I would love to hear from you as well. I just think that's that, that was the part in the conversation that you know, people are in a reactionary mode and returning to the land. And when we um, don't consider how we're building out, consciously conceiving all aspects of the community in the physical forms. And I love what River had said the other day, too, that the architecture goes way beyond the building, you know, just the building. Of it. And I think that both of you and the work that you're doing really encompasses that as well. Um, so, Zana, I'd love to hear from you. I put a few. I just want to put um, some images in people's minds too because your website and I'll put it in the chat is so beautiful and what you're doing the designs that you're all offering so Zana maybe you share and then I'll put, pop up a few images for people to look at too absolutely so there's there's actually nothing bad on uh, getting away from something uh, and seeking for something new uh, what, what, what we invite uh, everybody is uh, uh, to feel into the fact that we are not escaping, we are uh, listening to new tone. So uh, if the old one is not anymore resonating with us, then and we hear already new uh, tone, new, new music, we wish to be in new cymatic uh, pattern, then uh, we are seeking to resonate and uh, with what is around us. So, uh, but what is often happening is that uh, uh, this uh, uh, move uh, is uh, then uh, reduced into surviving. What do we do to be sustainable? What do we do to have our own food, energy, and so on? And uh, uh, somehow it's not following the the cymatic uh, uh, of the moves. So, and the beauty is providing this cymatic because it's like inner code, which all of us has uh, inside and our consciousness 
can then uh, with it uh, dance and uh, develop and uh, unfold and everything. Uh, if we support it, support it with the coherent pattern, this cymatic around us, which provides beauty uh, uh, perfectly. So mm-hmm. we are in- inviting uh, people to listen to this uh, new pattern, new tone, new cymatic, and uh, express it in environment. And it does not matter if it's a uh, um, uh, the garden or a uh, house or or mm-hmm. whatever or a piece of of uh, some some room uh, just to listen to this and uh, uh, to to make it uh, coherent with with uh, your new sound. I'm sure River has another question. I want to show some of the images that I pulled off of the website just so people can see. I love um, just having these to inspire, just plant seeds in our minds as far as really what's And, what's and, and you know, we, we are now in this point. Uh, everything what is happening uh, is happening because we are on this point where uh, it's not anymore enough what was because it's uh, the new is already calling on every part. So, and if we speak uh, with Michael for last, uh, not you, 35, um, I may be 25 years about beauty. Uh, uh, and we were uh, always a little bit like weirdos in, in <laughs> this area. And, uh, function is the uh, main thing. Sustainability. <laughs> Sustainability. Right. No, beauty, because uh, beauty is never unfunctionable so uh, never unsustainable this is uh, just a uh, natural uh, um, uh, characteristics like uh, in the nature the nature is beautiful and uh, uh, fully functional fully functional <laughs> so uh, there is going about this point of uh, uh, jump which we are doing now that uh, there is no anymore uh, uh, justifying uh, of uh, what was because it's it's just pa- fa- fa- falling apart. Yeah. So yeah. and we are delighted to uh, show possibilities what uh, what is coming. Yeah. So. We, we firmly believe and, and know it to be true within ourselves and increasingly with the people that are coming to us that uh, it's, it's not just a flat expression, but the consciousness is obviously getting an opportunity for upgrade here, or at least for a broader expansion of, of, of sense of self. And that has a knock-on effect for sure, because our, our auric personality is, is desperately trying to find some stability. And beauty provides that, but not as a sustainable static force, as, as, a, as an ever-changing, ever-moving, synchronistic, cymatic dance with our own evolution, with our own sense of what's possible. And so even some of the, many of the designs that we've done in the past were of their time. So it's not automatically as presumptive that they would provide the basis for the future. No, they provided in the past, and as they currently sit, an opportunity to expand the mind a little bit and uh, just to see, okay, that was built. I can't imagine how, but it was built. Therefore, something like this is possible. What else could be possible? So we are being approached at the moment by people who are seeking to create community. Some of them are reasonably well-funded because of their own crypto dancing. Um, others are have nothing but a bit of land and a beautiful sense of what's there. Uh, it, regardless, we are helping them to the best of our ability to speak with the land, to speak mm. with the... So, and we mean this in a direct way because, you know, the, the land is much more, as you guys know, than just some compilation of materials that has some legal association, you know. This is a, this is a multidimensional fractal consciousness expressing 
all that is in in this piece of land. There is a stewardship, there is an understanding, there is a, an agreement. And that needs a voice. And that voice may decide no. And, uh, you know, that's not for the client to decide. That's not for us to define. And uh, so when there is a vision that can be aligned with, and even if the vision isn't very well articulated at this point, if it is an intention, then the land can feed into the authenticity of that, the coherence of that, and then speak a symbolic language to us as holistic designers, bioarchitects, whatever the titles were, whatever the hats were wearing. <laughs> and, uh, and that literally gives voice and shape and form and symbol to what is asking to be felt into collectively. Practically, that presents itself as a sketch design, as a concept that opens up the energy and far, far from being just, here's a site plan where you could have the community center here or a collection of houses here. That's just like an affectation of this. This becomes a symbolic uh, door, a portal to mm -hmm. something. And by way of example, recently a project, and we don't know what's going to happen, guys. So it's not as if we have any sort of prescription or even protocol. We just open ourselves uh, and individually and together to what's calling. Mm. And in that moment, stuff comes. And that stuff must be uh, treated like a very, very fragile. It's ultimately very, very strong, mm. but it's fragile in terms of its communication. And you might mm. speak with like, the dragon, for example, yeah. recently. Um, so beautiful. Yeah. And we have a parallel process happening here, Michael, of what's... Mm -hmm. um, you know, that this idea again that people are um, even just acquiring or purchasing pieces of land, but we're really trying to stress, stress that the relationship and listening to what the land is saying. And I think this is a very different approach that you and both of you and River take. And that's such an important part of the conversation. Yeah, so, yeah, you, you, just, you, just, you know, when, when we are approached, uh, we are looking in, in, uh, the, the holistic, uh, combination of the, those who wants to live there, the land, uh, self, uh, uh, those who initiate, these are all relationships and dynamics which are uh, combining uh, in one beautiful uh, pattern which we open to. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it's like uh, like when a when, uh, uh, man and woman wants to have a child uh, and uh, there are some resources and, and uh, and uh, love and uh, all the intentions and uh, it's creating some form in which uh, the soul of land can can uh, uh, incarnate or yeah. 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 so beautiful yeah. Yeah. and it, this is uh, the process is very similar there is a uh, there is this uh, openness uh, to this process and uh, just listening this. Uh, unknown which is uh, coming through ways which we never can predict and mm -hmm. it's always uh, something else and uh, very unique uh, yeah. but always uh, very magical yeah. but magical is it because we are still um, uh, too much anchored in in the physicality uh, and everything what is uh, uh, um, about this is, is for us magical, but uh, it's yeah. actually uh, what we are. So yeah. it's it's yeah. Uh, it's the just the full spectrum, and uh, when the full spectrum is able to come through symbols, through patterns, through through geometry, through uh, beautiful messages, and then uh, uh, we are able to put form to it, which is uh, uh, inhabitable. Uh, uh, and and uh, uh, it's possible to to see it on the land how how it uh, uh, plays uh, beautifully and then this is this is the uh, happiness yeah, yeah. of each and the joy. Uh, yeah. uh, everybody who is involved in this is uh, feels that this is right mm, right you know right. because it has this uh, holistic. Uh, 
uh, quality. So the, there's this uh, really like uh, yes, this is sitting there, and it's it's us, it's the land, it's uh, actually involved everybody who even don't know that uh, it's involved because it's like uh, no space, no time. It's uh, uh, everything included and it's just a fantastic process. And this this is uh, what it's absolutely number one priority uh, to do. There is no anymore... um, not anymore enough for new human uh, to just to survive or even uh, think uh, that it's thriving because uh, I'm friendly to nature and uh, I'm uh, able to produce uh, uh, what I need. But we need to move into this uh, holistic uh, connection that everything is uh, in uh, as, as it is. Mm. It's interesting because, um, you know, I traveled a lot and, and like through the Anastasia communities in Russia and, and, and different things, as you know, through with Alosha Linov um, a couple of years ago. And um, the thing that I found or we found and that was being understood was that a lot of the communities just weren't very functional. And, you know, what what I was bringing through with Haven Earth was what, what I call the seed center which was a structure that would be um, created on the land of community, um, which is not necessarily a residence, but more a, a, a an event space, a place to come together. And the the communities that I did see that were functioning well had something like this. And it was, they were always beautiful structures, the successful ones. They were always, you know, maybe a, a beautiful dome, like the one in Yellowa in Turkey, and Alasla Yudu outside of Istanbul, small community, but they built this beautiful structure, um, like a geodesic dome with ferro-cement and this beautiful thatched roof and just some geometry and positioning on the land. And, and, and it was really, you could understand there was a real consciousness brought to what they were doing. And um, mm-hmm. they, they are like kind of mystics, like Suf- Sufi mystics. And yeah. so the real intention but they could never, they could never get the space for themselves because everybody wanted to book it out. Everybody wanted yeah. to come to their community to have their events, to have yeah. their thing. So it became this huge economic element in their community, which, which created an opportunity for them to bring in people that they needed into the community, to bring in the financial side, and, yeah. and many other things which supported that development. And I think it's really critical for people to understand that if you want to have a community that is regenerative and that's going to sustain into the future, you've got to think about something like this. Something. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, our, our buddy Dan, Dan Winter would refer to such a structure as being a fractal attractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's attracting energy. But we must be clear that the building itself is not emanating any particular energetic field. It's all about the anchoring of consciousness and the collective agreement and the understanding that this is our, after uh, 50 or so years together um, doing this work, that the buildings themselves, you can go in there with whatever technology you might have to measure energy, measure force fields, measure capacitive charge density, you will get the reading that you expect to get because it's consciousness doing the manipulation of energy. The that observer these, is the observer effect. The result. So this is the biocentric perspective that uh, consciousness created, source created consciousness, consciousness created perception, perception gave rise to life, you know, etc. And, and so on and so forth. So these spaces operate and act as, as um, uh, anchors of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And so when you create a space like the movie Kevin Costner, if you build it, they will come. So you're building a center, a space, a structure, a form that acts as a attractor of energy and information in the form of consciousness, people, and people are called to it, etc. within the field. So what we have learned is that uh, if we, 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 have, we have studied and taught and practiced feng shui and vastu shastra and biomimicry and all the models and moda- modalities and pro- protocols, and we're not dismissing any of them. We just, we just let them drop away naturally. 
and, uh, and, and give way to beauty. So, uh, because really, we can only think in terms of the new humanity when we let go of the crutches and perceptions and presuppositions of before. So beauty is the only thing that survives that letting go because it is neuroesthetically fundamental mm. that we are absolutely wired uh, naturally to seek and perceive and appreciate and work with the proportions that nature deems as optimally efficient, as uh, beautifully fractal. And so when we walk into a space initially, our nervous system is scanning the space for danger. And that, that process takes split second, literally. And once we deem subconsciously and superconsciously deem the space to be safe to step into, then our perception expands a little more. And we walk into a space and we're gauging the parameters. We're not scanning it like some digital computer. We're literally going corner, 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 floor, ceiling. We establish these cortex, the optical cortex. We model it. We enter it with our consciousness. It's modeled within the uh, patterns of our neuronal dancing. And uh, we, we, we automatically are set to define what shape is this space? Is it something that we recognize as self? Are the proportionalities of the windows, doors, ceiling, window, volume, roof slope, are they, are they speaking to us in a language of nature? And uh, if we get a yes, then our whole field of awareness expands to enter that space and find out more. Then we start engaging with objects that take our attention, a beautiful view through, through a shaped window, um, some artwork, some alcove, some lighting effect, some natural planting, the sounds. So the, 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 the six, seven, eight, nine, ten senses become activated because they've already gone from safety to interest, from interest to focus, from focus to relaxation and embedding. And then the home becomes one with us. Then our consciousness is no longer defining itself by some aura membrane of limit. It's inhabiting the space. And then we can sense and feel the space has been ours, not in any sort of sense of legal ownership, just ours in terms of responsibility, the ability to respond to it, and the desire to hold it sacred, and if at all possible or needed, make it even more beautiful by our presence and by our activities and by our interaction. So that's a bit of blah, blah about uh, your love it. <laughs> We love that kind of blah, blah. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> connected with it because uh, the neuroaesthetic is actually uh, the way how to in understand uh, if it's possible th this inner code which is uh, in each and every of us uh, which uh, can use the language of beauty mm -hmm. and uh, beauty understood as an uh, experience more than as uh, some uh, sense of aesthetics we speak about yeah so any interaction with beauty uh, generates the inner uh, condition to transform our hearts into fractal attractors as mm -hmm. you mentioned this this is the real fractal uh, attractor into which the environment is invited yeah. and uh, in each and every moment yeah this is uh, yeah. so we need to get in the, the right direction it's the it's the heart that invites the space into it not the other way around yeah which is directly connected with compassion. Mm -hmm. So the picture outside can fall into the picture inside. This is the fractal empathy. So, mm -hmm. so and uh, uh, this is uh, uh, in our meaning and experience after years of uh, uh, doing and uh, feedbacking, uh, this is the ability to uh, steer reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we, are, we earn the right uh, to steer reality or the privilege, maybe not a right that's too, that's too limited in perspective. We, we gain the privilege of falling into our natural capacity to steer reality when we give beauty a voice through us. And, uh, and then it's, it's, it's wonderful what happens then. So we have seen those clients who have embraced it, who have managed to transcend the limits of fear-based scarcity, scarcity thinking. And even the word scarcity, it's a scar city. 
Mm. You know, it's it's, mm. it's a it's a it's a environment that is scarred, damaged, um, you know, wounded. There is a skin mm. scarring, you know, left over from the, the the membrane of self that was inhabiting a space. So we are seeking to heal. Now we we're good friends with with Alosha, and we were actually asked by good friends Dan and Valerie, who were putting together last weekend, I think it was, or the weekend before. Um, yeah, the weekend before last, a online conference about uh, sustainability and, and thriving in this time and so on and so forth. And we were asked to give a particular sectional thought, talk about building economic uh, bioarchitecture structures, so on. But immediately we felt that Alosha would be better equipped and experienced to speak about that. So we, we, we respectfully just stepped back and we said, look, we're, we're there in the background, but give Alosha a voice. And he was fantastic. I don't know if you've caught the, his 40-minute presentation, but we really we were impressed because he's just back from doing work in Brazil. And for him personally, it was a very humbling experience because he realized that he himself is nowhere near ready in terms of emotional intelligence and, and a spiritual setting to have anything to do with a community. Yet his entire um, community architecture focus was assuming he was. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the architecture in this particular project acted as a impulse for him to realize he himself wasn't ready. Now, mm -hmm. this isn't about his process, so, but this so is... So how a, ready you must be yeah. to, to be but, able but to... I think it's no late that you are not ready. Yes, you know? so we were very impressed with that he was acknowledging. We in the past couple of weeks, and that was part of the conversation, too, that we're having. I think that's such an important point, actually, Absolutely. of looking at how are we ready um, to be in community and how are we, what, are, what are the limited um, and expectations and attachments that we have to our ideas yeah. of what that looks like. So we just... Um, sent out a questionnaire for people phase one of, and the first question is, what is your vision of community? Because I think um, yeah. being finding that, and then from that point, looking and doing that self um, exploration, That's that self inquiry yeah. of yeah. where, and yeah. when we show up in these spaces, a lot of things become evident. And when we've been doing workshops, like the hemping workshops, that's hands-on, there's such powerful ways of building community um, experiences yeah. for people coming together to actually do that hands-on creation yeah. building process and there, there's so much learning and growth there through that yeah. through that just I mean, that, there's no, that. It's, because it's creating a community is a fractal of creating a relationship you know so everything is fractal if we just say yeah. listen we've got the apartment we've got the the income we've got the furniture from ikea we're all set And then you move in, you, you have a glass of wine to uh, commiserate, not commiserate, commemorate the day. And, uh, and, and then what? Then the relationship begins to unfold in an environment. And you realize the, the, the woundedness, you realize the presuppositions. And you multiply that. Like uh, you mentioned, River, you have uh, four children. You know, between us, we have seven children. So you take that mathematically. That's seven times seven relations. That's 49 relationships. Yeah, you know, we before you think of yourself as a family. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, really, really. Yeah. We have our yeah, own. So it's a, <laughs> right? So you guys no, it's, it's a, and to imagine then going into a community, especially if you're being pushed into it by fear of what was behind you. Well, and then the argument. Yeah. So, 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 uh, We totally uh, do not feel to be totally ready for uh, living in community, um, especially as we uh, were traveling uh, this summer uh, for a month uh, and we visited uh, many, many communities, uh, uh, met fantastic people and uh, so uh, amazing places uh, uh, that we understood that uh, the First thing is to heal. Mm. Before you heal, we are we all have uh, uh, things to you know, which uh, is hurting us, and there's still uh, somewhere there hidden. Mm -hmm. uh, until this is not healed, there will always uh, be uh, this dynamic which uh, 
so many communities uh, destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you guys are aware that, but River and I came together, met through our online Brave New Life community. So we've been hosting community conversations with Sovereign around centropic human ecology and feeling based relating. And so we've been having yeah. those conversations for over a year, twice a week with people all over the world. Creating community from the inside. Out. So we've been, we met just a year ago online and then in person in February through those, through that dialogue of looking at the mm -hmm. human damage and how do we start working on that in interior design right. Right, yeah. of, the, of the community and, and the commitment. And I think that too, of that personal recognition of honesty of where we're at. You know, I love that you're saying, you know, looking at all these communities um, and whether we're, you know, ready for it. Like, and one of the things that keeps coming up in all of our conversations is, and we'll be speaking at the greater reset with Derek Rosen, all of them in Mexico, the end of January. And there's a lot around exit strategies and what they're doing. Well, and we'll actually be doing a little hemp demo river will be, but the, the piece with that is, you know, one of the things that everybody's looking at is people committed to their personal process. That it's not just like Kumbaya, we're going to move to the land and everything's going to be great. Or mm -hmm. even the fact that you have a piece of land, so you're all set, which is we're in yeah. Texas and there's a lot of that where people are just, I got my 16 acres. I'm good. You know, like, you know, it's just this mm -hmm. disconnection. So how do we, that we're really focused and we were talking about what is differentiating what we're doing at Haven Earth is similar to what you all are doing is bringing in that element of beauty um, restructuring around ownership. And you had talked about that, Michael, like we don't own the land and really changing that conversation, but also um, just the idea of, of how we're bringing in the economics to these communities so that they're more like villages that it's for me, we've, we've been talking a lot, the community in a sense, when we think of it, intentional community, gated mm. communities, like there's, it's limiting. It's kind and of fear based. In, in that scarcity, and I love how you use that, like, broke down scarcity but we're really about building the new villages like right. the, the new communities yeah. sense of how it would naturally syntropically unfold and so i think having those bringing that into the conversation is really what what we're we're really you know trying to do right now rather yeah. than just well i think one thing that came up is you know we're talking about healing um and you know obviously that ties into the architecture that speaks to energetics, that speaks to the consciousness um, and intentional in terms of the cosmos and in terms of bigger, bigger energetic forces at play, um, mm -hmm. which, which really ties into, we did, we did the Hempel, we're doing these Hempel projects, but we did one in uh, San Diego, which was, uh, we had our partners um, who are Vastu designers, Abby, Abhi, he's from a lineage of temple builders in India. And mm -hmm. I know that you'd have a lot to communicate with them guys. And, you know, they brought the, the elements of the sacred geometry of, of the, the, the land and the birth charts of the clients and all these things. And, um, but what they was, what he was saying is that, you know, what's really important is the, the frequency of the materials that they use. So, um, you know, hemp. Is a, is a material to build with, has a very mm -hmm. high frequency and is a great conductor, pure conductor of energy. And I just wanted to bring that up maybe as a last question because we're coming to the close. Um, it's just how, because I know that you guys are getting into hemp too. Um, mm -hmm. I think we kind of started diving in at a similar time, feeling, feeling something about this material that's not only about ecology and and all the amazing things that the plant does to regenerate the soil and all that, but but it's something else that it that it, it's bringing rise to a new kind of architecture that has a different different feeling and it's formable. We can form it into different shapes. Um, and I was always intrigued by your the temples of beauty, if, if I'm terming it right. And um, maybe you could just, maybe you could just talk a little bit about why you feel hemp's relevant. Um, and and what you and what you're doing in that respect. You guys don't need to hear about what hemp can do practically and energetically. Yeah, and so so, yeah. so yeah, yeah, being there, done that. So certainly, it's a uh, as a materiality. Once you take it out of the ground, you're dealing only with the materiality. So 
again, we shouldn't be limited by by language or descriptions. But when someone says that the frequency of the hemp is very high, uh, I, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. I would say that once it's out of the ground, it's a building material. When it's in the ground, it's connected with source. It's very much part of an ecosystem. But it still carries the memory in its cellular formulation. And consciousness can seep seep into that materiality, which is by definition now inert. But Mm -hmm. we we still recognize it. It's like visiting an ancient structure and knowing and feeling what used to happen there and saying there's a solemn um, sacredness in this place. It's not actively being used for ritual. It's no longer functional in terms of protocols or movements, but you can feel the memory. So the memory of hemp is very old and very multidimensional. And so when we when we neuroesthetically build it, there's a desire to, to rub up against it. There's a desire to reach out and touch it. There is a sensory, yeah, there's a sensory impulse to remember, to to bring the membership back into uh, into the connection of the materiality. So that's a very subtle point, and it could just be a dance with language. But we believe that it's um, if you go along and measure the, the 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 frequency of hemp somehow as a as a building material, you're not actually measuring the frequency of hemp as a building material. You're measuring your connection, your connection to it, yeah, your conscious connection. And uh, but if but if it helps describe it that way, if some clients need to know that this is a good decision because the energy of hemp is high then fine, it doesn't matter, ultimately, because everything is consciousness. So, uh, but we would just not, because the moment you say hemp is high, then you say, uh, then wood is low, and and hard wood is higher than soft wood, and then uh, copper is not as good as as platinum, and then you're into the realm of relativity. And by way of example, we were involved some 20 years ago, like I was before we met, with a uh, cancer support clinic in Ireland. And we based it on the, uh, the the geometry of DNA as if you view it from above, effectively a decagon. And uh, the people that started uh, working there and supporting people and families who had been touched by cancer, they would turn up on the weekends, even though they weren't being paid just to be there. Now, that sounds wonderful and great success, but the building was made out of steel and concrete. It wasn't our choice. It was the engineer and project manager, it doesn't matter. But the building was, and the small site that it inhabited was defined by a high tension electrical cable, a busy road, and some uh, underground hoo-ha. You know, so the point is- But beautiful building. The building was beautiful, <laughs> but literally it was in a worse, inverted commas, worse the energetic- worst possible location, yeah. Yeah, and built with the worst possible energetic. Yet every everyone that was there absolutely loved it because no one gave no one. They never read the memo that this was bad. Art, you know, so that's where we began to realize that the consciousness just says, uh, "Good Lord," is at the time. You know, if you start speaking about negative energy and stuff, it moves on. It's not interested in that conversation. That's the conversation of the egoic mind. That's the conversation of the left brain. And that's the that's the, the realm of the first two letters of the alphabet of sacred space. So, so practically, our experiences uh, show that uh, uh, there there is no way that somebody, if he uh, uh, uses uh, some materiality which is uh, described as a very good uh, ecological, clean uh, material, and a person which uh, use. Uh, practical uh, materiality. I am not speaking about the uh, chemicals which are poisoning uh, uh, organism, but uh, like metal uh, uh, or things which uh, are considering um, considered to be energetically not so uh, preferable. Uh, We didn't have both of us experiences uh, that it was somehow uh, on one side damaging the, the inhabitants, on another side uh, helping them or healing them. So it's uh, more about uh, uh, how we feel. Mm. So uh, if, if 
uh, Michael speaks about the relationship to to this uh, materiality. So uh, we have clients which love combination of uh, metal and glass, and they mm-hmm. they are so happy to have such a materiality around them and it's so uh, coherent with them that they they are uh, absolutely uh, evolving uh, uh, their lives uh, there fantastically and then we have another uh, clients which uh, uh, did everything right yeah so so uh, only the best eco materialities and they get sick, divorced, uh, uh, catastrophic oh, no. scenarios in family. And on that one, right? <laughs> so, you know, uh, just really like uh, we must uh, uh, again and again uh, explain that it's about us. It's it's here. So the beauty is providing uh, just a clean space for uh, your consciousness to unfold. So, or or better to to say, uh, uh, it's not giving any obstacles uh, to your life. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so. uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's so relevant. I mean, I think um, you know. Back to hemp. Sorry, I wanted just to finish with the hemp because uh, we we were like a few years uh, um, really uh, after uh, new materialities, uh, uh, new technologies, uh, what what is possible, and we went through all. Uh, fantastic technologies which are now uh, developed and we our personal experiences uh, that we have fantastic uh, relationship to hemp so this is this is uh, our our setting yes yeah? so uh, I, yeah. I can speak about my own personal relationship to it and I can speak about how is it amazing to me how many uh, uh, good characteristics it's bringing with with uh, with uh, itself the, the hemp materiality and so but as if we would uh, speak uh, like we cannot uh, generalize it that it's the materiality for everybody. But it has so many good things that... Uh, you have to have a very good reason not to would, use it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, definitely, I definitely think um, hemp's bringing a new level of consciousness to, to design and architecture for sure, um, just as, yeah. as, to, as to what a space can be, a, a healthful space. For yeah, hemp, or, you know, the rise of consciousness is giving hemp an opportunity to be a language. For yeah, this yeah, yeah. We were also uh, exper- uh, experimenting with uh, uh, the technologies which uh, where we can uh, let our homes grow. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, uh, brings us in relation with agriculture again. It brings us back in relationship with nature. I think this is this. Yeah. I think we're going to have to come back and do another whole yeah. live stream with you Love guys. You. Diving deeper into this because we could keep going, and I know we we kind of got to keep it to an hour. Um, but we had a lot of good, a lot of amazing comments for people, yeah, a lot of appreciation for what you're what you're bringing to the table and how relevant it is. Um, and it's not really a conversation that's been had. Um, so I definitely definitely think we can unpack this even more. Absolutely. A, uh, maybe in the new year we'll do like a new year follow up. Um, and I know you guys are working on the other website that's emerging. I definitely encourage people to check it out. But I, I think this is a beginning conversation and so much Absolutely. of what, what we're that's coming through. And, and I do think this, when we talk about the cannabis consciousness, River had a download that this is coming through at a time when humanity is ready for this. And we're ready for this next level of consciousness to come through the structures the structure of our own bodies and the structures of what we're creating. So such an important conversation. It was really wonderful to meet both of you finally. And um, <laughs> for all of our listeners, I put the link in there and this will be up on earth heroes, our partners there and on Haven earth. Um, 
YouTube, and I'll actually put our website in here. <laughs> I didn't put ours in, but um, if you're in the streets and in this area side of the world, definitely check out and become a member of Haven Earth and that website, havenearth.biz. So appreciate so everyone tuning in. We give you our... Um, yeah. We're going to give you our uh, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, we have uh, uh, a few videos uh, with with themes which we are uh, yeah speaking right. about the key points. So YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, we're just grabbing it now. We're going to give you the link in the chat. I don't know if I can see it in the chat here, if you can. Put yeah, we're it just. In. But this will this will be going up on our YouTube channel. So in the comments, we can put we can put all this stuff, Michael. So maybe yeah. you can just send it, send us you any links you want us to add, any links you want us to add to YouTube. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So we it's it's in the chat there now. Um, okay, I might. If I don't know if people can see it, but if not, I will definitely add it in. But. Uh, we we so put it in I, there now. We we'll just see it. The new comments. Yeah, I appreciate no. you guys spontaneously hopping on. You know, Zana, you didn't yeah. know what we were doing, <laughs> so it was just great to have this really organic conversation with both of you. And I know that you had just reunited and haven't had much time together. So thank you so much for yeah. jumping in and just conversating with us. So thanks, yeah. thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you. You're very welcome. Say hi to yeah. everyone. And, uh, we, right. we, we remain in contact. Yes. Thanks. Oh, sure. Take care. So bye, good everyone. to see you guys again. Thank you.